Hey friend, Graham Baldwin here with The Speaker Lab. Hey, wouldn't it be nice if someone gave you the exact process to find and book more speaking gigs in 2024? That'd be nice, right? Well, I'll tell you what, we're just gonna do that for you. We've created a new 18-page guide based on Dan Irvin's process that helped him actually book over $100,000 in speaking gigs in the past year. Now, Dan is one of our uh, team members here. He's this, a very successful speaker and also one of our coaches. And so you're gonna learn how to get started prospecting, master discovery calls, proposal emails, and so much more. All you got to do is go to thespeakerlab.com slash steps. Again, that's plural, thespeakerlab.com slash steps. We're going to send you that PDF guide right to your inbox. Again, that is thespeakerlab.com slash steps. That's it. That's all you got to do. Go there. Hey, thanks for listening. We appreciate it. You're awesome. Hey, what's up, boys and girls? Welcome back to another episode of the Speaker Lab podcast. My name is Grant Baldwin, and it is good to have you here today. Hope you're doing well. Hope life is treating you good as we kick off 2016. I hope your speaking business is starting strong. Hope you're getting bookings, you're getting out there, you're getting paid to speak, you're just doing what you love, making a little difference in the world, and uh, hopefully we can go along on the uh, the journey, the ride with you. So, hey, this show just kicked off. We are on episode number eight. You have arrived here, and uh, we've been rocking and rolling, what, for a couple weeks now, and uh, really going well. Really enjoying it. Having a lot of fun here on my end. Hope you're having fun on your end. We're hearing back from a lot of people that you're enjoying it. So that's really cool. Really appreciate you listening. Appreciate you tuning in. Hey, a couple things I want to let you know of before we get into today's topic and training. One, we do have this podcast contest that we're running right now. We're doing a couple different giveaways just to help promote the podcast, to help share the word, get the word out there. So if you are interested in, in uh, being a part of this, we're giving away... What all are we giving away? Like membership to our, our booked and paid to speak training course, my flagship training course. So you can get win membership to that. A couple of different other things in there that you're going to want to check out. So you can go over to podcastcontest.com. Again, podcastcontest.com. There you're going to find information about all the different giveaway pieces. Super, super simple to enter. All we're asking you to do is uh, subscribe to the podcast, download the episodes, and then uh, leave us a rating and review within iTunes. Those uh, All those things make a big difference. And, and uh, like I said, just continuing to promote, get the word out there. And that's exactly what you're trying to do as a speaker, right? You want people to know about what it is that you do. You want people to know about what it is that you speak about and how maybe you could work with their event. So we're doing the same thing right now with uh, just getting the word out there on the podcast. So we appreciate you listening, appreciate you sharing, appreciate you uh, letting other people know about it. Really do, uh, really does mean a lot. Another thing, if you haven't stopped by the speakerlab.com website, you definitely want to check that out. A couple cool things you're going to see there. Uh, one, you can go back and see all the archives of the show itself, the podcast. So you can find past episodes there, the show notes, all the links, everything we discuss. You can also ask me questions. Uh, several of the episodes that we do, this past episode, episode seven that we did that just came out recently, we talked all about speaking contracts. All right. It's one of those things that you got to have. A paper trail is a safe trail. So we go into depth about what, why you need a contract, what should be in that, how that works, any types of just different like random situations and scenarios that might come up and how to deal with those as it relates to having a speaking contract. So uh, again, go back to episode seven, listen to that. But if you do have other questions, feel free to, uh, you, there's two ways you can actually send in and submit a question. One, the preferred way is that you just leave us a voicemail and you can do that again over at, at thespeakerlab.com and uh, there's a, a tab there for ask grant and uh, leave us a voicemail of your question and we will try to answer that on an upcoming episode. The other option is you can just leave us a comment there. Let us know what your question is, and we will uh, we'll answer that for you on the show as well. But we want to hear from you. We want you to be a part of the show. We want to answer the questions that you have all about speaking. So, hey, whether you're brand new, whether you're just getting started, whether you've been doing this for a little while, maybe you've been paid, maybe you've never been paid, 
Either way, wherever you're at in your business, we want to make this a win for you. We want to provide the training, the support, the tools, the resources, the encouragement, the motivation, the inspiration, the kick in the butt that you need to build and grow your speaking business. Also over there at the uh, thespeakerlab.com, uh, you're going to find a free email course that we put together. It's nine emails all about how to get started as a speaker. Totally free email course, but if you're uh, if you're getting started or if you've been doing this for a while, it's definitely worth checking out. Again, called Get Started as a Speaker. You can find that over at thespeakerlab.com. All three words put together, thespeakerlab.com. All right, let's get into today's topic and training. Today, we're going to be talking all about what do you want to speak? Speak about. You know, I know for a lot of people, they're really, really interested in speaking. Speaking is this fascinating thing, but then you start to try to narrow it down and figure out, like, what exactly do you want to talk about, though? What do you exactly do you want to speak about? And most people, I think some people know, and I find other speakers are just like, I just want to talk. I just want to speak to people. And so let's put it this way Assuming you were put in front of your perfect audience to talk about any subject, what would you speak about? What is it that you'd want to say to them? What is it that you'd want to communicate? Now, how do you discover what you want to speak about? Let me give you five ways, real quick. We're going to go through these uh, five ways that you can of how you can discover what you might want to speak about. Okay, number one is going to be your experience. Now, your experience can be both personal or professional. So maybe you're you have experience in a in a professional capacity of some type of of industry or organization organization or trade that you have. So that may give you some type of, of professional experience that you want to speak about. Maybe for you, your experience is personal. Maybe you've dealt with divorce or uh, addiction. You've dealt with death. Maybe you've overcome cancer. Maybe you've, you have some type of, of personal story that you want to share. Maybe you're in some tragic or horrific accident. So maybe for you, it's just on the personal side, some type of experience that you want to share. The other one, number two, is going to be your expertise and knowledge. So what are the subjects and topics that you you just know a, a lot about? What are the things that people come to you for? What do people ask you questions about? This is why we're hosting this show right now is because a lot of people ask me questions about speaking. And so what are the things that people ask you questions about? It could be any number of things. It could be people come to you about like career decisions. People come to you about starting a business. People come to you about organization or time management. Maybe they come to you about parenting or marriage. What are the things that people ask you questions about? What are the subjects and topics that you just personally, you just know a lot about? Uh, another one, number three. Number three is going to be awards and recognition. So how do you discover what you want to speak about? Well, maybe you have some type of award or recognition that you could talk about. There are people that have been speakers who are who are TV show contestants. One of the, the students that we work with, she was a contestant on The Biggest Loser, a, a TV show here in the, in the U.S. That may be something that you would want to speak about. Now, I know most of you maybe not have, have been on a TV show or won a Nobel Peace Prize or anything, but begin thinking about in your niche any type of, of recognition or awards that you may have won things that you may have earned that would make you an interesting speaker. People would enjoy hearing your story or journey. The fourth component, fourth thing to maybe consider as you're looking to figure out what it is that you want to speak about, fourth thing is going to be passion. A key component of a good speaker, someone who's really passionate about, someone that really loves their their subject and topic. Because listen, if you're just going through the motions, you don't care about the subject, that's always going to show through. So passionate speakers are always going to be much more engaging communicators. So 
again, what is it that you're passionate about? And then the last one, number five, how do you discover what you want to speak about? Number five is going to be enjoyment. You know, just because you have some experience with something or some expertise or some type of award or recognition doesn't necessarily mean that you enjoy it. You know, there's some things I know a decent amount about, but I don't necessarily enjoy talking about them. So when you talk about subjects you enjoy, you have more fun, the audience has more fun as well. So what are the things that you really, really enjoy? Now, all of this raises the question, though, what if I'm not an expert? What if I'm not an expert? What do I, what do, I do in that situation? Grant, I, I've got these subjects, these topics that I'm interested in, these things that I, I've got some experience with, I'm passionate about, I enjoy, but I know there's people that know way more about this stuff. Who am I? Kind of have that imposter syndrome of who am I to talk about these things? But I want you to think of it like this, okay? Being an expert means that you know slightly more than someone else on that topic. Doesn't necessarily mean that you're the best in the world at it. You just need to know slightly more about a subject than someone else. Okay, I'll give you an example, an analogy I like to use here. Uh, I personally, I know squat about cars. I am literally clueless about cars. What about you? What about you? I, I know nothing about cars. I'm not a car guy at all. I just, I want something that will run fine, get me from point A to point B. So whenever I take my car to the local mechanic, whoever it is that's working on my car, to me, that person is the expert. Why? Because they know more about cars than I do. Now, does that mean that they're the world's foremost expert on cars? No, I know that. They know that. But remember, I'm not looking for the world's greatest expert to work on my car. I'm just looking for that one person who knows more about that subject or topic than I do. So to me, that person is the expert. Whenever you stand up and speak, you may not be the world's greatest expert on that subject or topic. But if you know slightly more about that subject or topic than the audience, then to them, the audience, they view you as the expert. They trust what it is that you have to say. They're interested in learning what it is that you have to say. See, we don't think of ourselves as experts because we are looking a step ahead of where we are. But the person interested in what you know is looking to you. I want you to let that sink in for a second. We don't view ourselves as experts because we're looking ahead. But again, the person that's interested in learning from us, they're looking to us. They view us as the experts. So in reality, whether you think you're an expert or not is somewhat irrelevant. Expertise is really in the eye of the beholder. Also know this, that you don't need any type of educational or or job experience to be considered an expert. I'll, I'll give you an example here. My wife and I, we are really, really particular about our finances. I'll give you the quick nutshell of our story. When we got married, we had had about $30,000 in combined debt. We had student loan debt and credit card debt and car loans and just like the normal debt stuff. And for a while, we thought, well, this is like, this is normal. This is the way people live. And eventually we got sick of this. We were like, this sucks. We don't want to live like this. And so we want to, let's get rid of this debt. Let's unload this. Let's start living on a budget. Let's start living on less than we make. Let's start doing some of these basic things that people do with money. And so it took us about two years, but we paid off every single dime of our debt. We paid off all of that. And so I don't have any necessarily educational or job experience on budgeting or accounting or personal finance, but I have a lot of people that ask us questions about getting out of debt or personal finance or the steps that my wife and I took about how we live on a budget today. And again, remember, I have no educational or job experience with this. I took zero accounting classes in college 
college. I don't consider myself an expert at all in accounting or personal finance, but there are people that ask me questions about it. So to, to them, they view me as the expert. So again, it's less about how I view myself, more about how someone else would view me. And so again, the same thing is true for you. What are the things that people ask you questions about? What are the things that people look to you for? Now, in the context of all of this, it's really, really important, and we talked about this in a previous episode. We talked about this in episode three, where we talked about why is it that you want to speak in the first place. So if you haven't listened to that one, definitely go back, check that out, episode three. But why you speak will also determine a little bit about what you want to talk about. And here's what I mean. Let's say that you, for you, why you want to speak and, and kind of how you see speaking fitting into your, your business and your life. Let's say you want to speak five times a year. Let's say you want to speak 50 times a year. Well, then what you may talk about may be slightly different. If you want to talk only five times a year about a super niche topic, then you could probably get away with that if you're just speaking a few times a year. But if you're talking about this ridiculously niche topic, you want to talk about knitting scarves for kittens, I I don't even know if that's a thing, and you just want to do that a few times a year, I don't know, you might be able to pull that off. But if you want to do that a 100 times a year and get paid every time, that's going to be really, really hard. So the point here is that some topics are easier to get booked for than others. Some topics are easier to get booked for than others. Now, let's talk about this for a second. First of all, the more niche your topic the tougher it is to get booked. The more niche your topic, the tougher it is to get booked. Again, if you're wanting to talk about something like knitting scarves for kittens, I don't know why I'm using that example, but if you're talking about this really niche thing, it's going to be difficult to get booked because the more niche it is, the fewer number of people would be interested in that and even fewer number of people would be willing to book a speaker to talk about that. Also know this, that the more unique your presentation on a common topic, the easier it is to get booked. So I'll give you an example here. There's a couple guys that are kind of a speaking duo called The Passing Zone. The Passing Zone. And you can look up their sites, passingzone.com. But they have a unique presentation on a common subject or topic such of teamwork and collaboration. And so they are, they do like juggling and comedy And so it's just this teamwork and collaboration is a really common topic, but because they have a unique spin on it, a unique presentation style, it's a little easier for them to get booked at times. Uh, Also, the more unique your spin on a common topic, the easier it is to, to get booked as well. So just the, like we just talked about, the more unique your presentation on a common topic, the easier it is to get booked, but also the more unique your spin on a common topic, the easier it is to get booked. So some topics are easier to get booked for than others, but also some topics are easier to get paid for than others. Okay, Again, just because you want to speak doesn't necessarily mean you're speaking about a subject that, that people are interested in paying for or people are interested in, in bringing you in to, to talk about. So a couple thoughts on this. The more well-known you are in a niche, the more you can be paid. The more well-known you are in a niche, the more you can be paid. You don't have to be like well-known in the world just within your niche. I'm not a well-known speaker overall in the entire world, but I'm a, I'm a fairly well-known speaker in my own small niche. Now, also, as it relates to getting paid and topics... When conference settings, keynotes are generally paid while workshops are generally not. So again, keynotes are generally paid while workshops are generally not. And there are certain topics that work better as a keynote rather than a workshop. Subjects such as motivation, inspiration, leadership, sales, marketing, customer service, company culture, innovation. These are topics that work really, really well as keynotes because they can be a bit more broad of a subject or topic. And so the wider the range of appeal of your topic, 
topic, the easier it is to get booked as a keynote. Because again, if you're talking about a really, really niche niche topic or subject, then only a handful of people may be interested in that. And so if a conference or an association or an event is looking to bring in a speaker, they want to make sure that, especially if they're wanting to bring in a speaker that's paid, they want to bring in a speaker that's going to appeal to the entire audience. Now, if you want to do a workshop, which is going to be typically like a a smaller subset of that audience, then you may be able to talk about something a little bit more niche. But if you're going to be talking on like a keynote type setting and you're looking to get paid, then generally it works better to have some more of a broad type of topic. So again, the wider range of your topic, the easier it is to get booked as a Keynote. Now, having said that, though, the wider the range of your topic, the more competition you'll have as well. Meaning, if you want to, let's say you want to give a motivational talk, okay? Motivation is a really, really common topic whenever it comes to to, to speaking and to speakers. So it may be difficult for you to get booked as just a general motivational speaker. So you want to kind of, you want to maybe niche that down a little bit as well. Now for you, I know everybody listening to this is going to be at a different spot here in your your career and your speaking trajectory. And so if you're just getting started, maybe you don't know what you want to speak about right now. Maybe you just have, have no idea. And you know what? That's okay. See, part of, of discovering what it is that you want to speak about is doing two things. One is beginning to actually speak, of beginning to get out there and beginning to get a sense of, okay, that worked or that didn't work. Because the reality is, is, is you may have some ideas right now of what you want to speak about, of what you think you could get booked about, of what you think an audience would be interested in. But you really, you don't know until you get in front of a live audience. You may get in front of a live audience and it goes great and it was awesome and, it, and everything clicks and it resonates and it works. You may get in front of a live audience and it just it just bombs. It didn't work with them. You didn't like the topic as much as you thought you would. It just came across boring, dull, lame. It just, was, it just wasn't there. That happens sometimes. So part of discovering what you want to speak about is actually getting up and speaking and beginning to get a sense of what works and what doesn't. The second piece here, part of discovering what you want to speak about is also doing some research. So let's say, for example, you wanted to speak about something like personal finance, all right? One of the things I would recommend that you do is that you'd begin to look for other personal finance speakers and see not only what presentations they offer, but see where it is that they are getting booked to speak, which we'll, we'll talk about later at some point. But right now at this point, I want to just figure out who are some other speakers who are speaking on the types of subjects that I would want to talk about? Who are some other speakers that are, are doing what it is that I want to do? And, and here's a couple of different ways that you can do some research. Okay, let me give you three simple ways to get some like some topic ideas and to figure out maybe some potential topics that you could speak up. One would just be to look at up relevant conferences. So you could do this by just simply going to Google, of just going to Google and figuring out, let's say, for example, you wanted to speak about personal finance. Okay, you could go onto Google and look up something like personal finance conference, personal finance workshop, personal finance uh, association, personal finance event. And you're just looking for some existing events around that. Then what you can do is you can kind of start to go into it and figure out who are some of the speakers that they're bringing in and what are those speakers talking about? The keynote speaker at those conferences, what are they speaking about? Are they talking about something that's more broad? Are they talking about something that's more narrow? That may begin to kind of get the wheels spinning for you about what some potential topic ideas would be. The second way to find some topic ideas is to look up other speakers' sites and see what it is that they speak about. So just going to individual speaker sites, again, this helps to find people that are in your similar niche 
furniture, similar space, and just see, okay, I want to speak about, again, let's go back to the personal finance example. I want to speak about personal finance. And so let me start Googling and trying to find personal finance speakers. Who is it that speaks about these things? And then on most speakers' websites, you're going to be able to find a list of topics, a list of presentations that they offer. And you don't need to just like, you know, straight up copy them. Definitely don't do that. But look to see, like, here's someone who is most likely a few steps ahead of you in the speaking game. And you can figure out what is it that they are being hired to speak about? What is it that there are some of their subjects and topics? So that is definitely a way to to get some relevant topic ideas as well. And then the third way to find some topic ideas and to do some research is looking up speaker bureaus, speaker bureaus. So if you go to a speaker bureau's website, and there's a lot of major ones out there and you can find them. So if you go to a speaker bureau's website, you can start kind of a, they've got some different searching and browsing capabilities because most speaker bureau websites, and if you're not familiar with the speaker bureau, basically it is kind of a, um, it's kind of like a third party middleman of, let's say that they have a bunch of speakers on their website, speakers that they can kind of represent. And then uh, an event planner would come to a speaker's bureau and say, hey, I'm looking for a speaker who talks about X. I'm looking for a speaker who talks about personal finance. Who do you recommend? And the speaker's bureau would then be able to kind of be that middleman to say, you have an event that you need a speaker for. I work with a bunch of these speakers who talk about these certain subjects and topics. So let me connect the dots for you. So that's basically what a bureau is. So if you go to some different speaker bureaus websites, there's different, again, search and browse capabilities and functions on most most of their sites, and you can begin to kind of browse through and find other speakers who are speaking on your subject and topic. There is a list of literally tons and tons of different subjects and topics that you can look up on a bureau website to see what some of the subjects and topics are that some of their speakers talk about, like all different, like crazy types of things. But once you begin, again, to find what some of those subjects or topics are, then you can begin to narrow down what some of your options might be as a speaker. So this is not over overly difficult, but it's important that what you do is you actually, you got to do some homework. You got to do some research. You got to actually be be digging around to figure out, again, that balance between what it is that you want to talk about and what it is that people will actually pay you for. What is it that people are actually interested in hiring you to speak about? I think that's it. I think that kind of wraps up. That's a good summary there, huh? All right. Do you enjoy that? Was that helpful? Again, it doesn't necessarily mean that you know, okay, I know exactly now what it is that I'm supposed to speak about for the rest of my life. No, no, maybe you're still trying to figure it out. That's okay. Don't worry about that. It's always going to be a work in progress. So a couple quick things I'll remind you as we wrap up here. Again, stop by podcastcontest.com. Check that out. You're going to want to be a part of that so you can win some free prizes. It's going to be good stuff. Also stop by thespeakerlab.com. Again, check out those past episodes. You can ask me questions and then definitely check out that free email course all about how to get started as a speaker. So, hey, uh, next week, yeah, we've got a couple of interviews that I'm looking forward to sharing with you. A couple of... Uh, big name speakers, probably some speakers that you're familiar with, speakers that you've heard of. And uh, so looking forward to talking with them, hearing some of their story and journey and hearing uh, some of their different strategies, tactics, all of that stuff. And so here, again, one other thing I want to remind you of is I want to hear from you. I want to know what it is that you're looking for help with, where you're at in your speaking business and journey and how we can can best help you. So anytime, don't hesitate to reach out to us on the site and uh, let us know what we can do to help you and support you on your journey here. So again, stop by thespeakerlab.com and uh, we look forward to connecting with you. We'll catch you next time, my friend. You're awesome.